What's up, everybody? This is your boy, JD. Welcome to another edition of CAP. And what we're going to do today, we're going to what? We're going to cultivate. Hello, y'all. This is Erica, and we are going to accumulate. And together, we will all prosper. prosper. What's good with you? I'm good. I'm good. I just feel like laughing today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, indeed. Made it through the week, you know, so... We got a good episode for the day, so let's get off into this buzz, the first buzz topic. Uh, the late, great Richard Roundtree uh, mm-hmm. has passed away at age 81 on the 24th of this month. What do you think about that? Um, I saw this, and I was like, oh, man, like Richard Roundtree, amazing actor, person, you know, well-rounded, you know, um, a lot of people talk about Shaft, but I was actually reading an article yesterday where he felt like Shaft was the most popular, but not his most important movie. He felt like it was um, Being Mary Jane. He felt like that was uh, most important to him. But a lot of things, uh, the one that comes to mind for me, Richard Roundtree, is Kimberly Reese's father. On my favorite TV show, Different World. Oh, yeah, Different World. Of course, that was a dope show, Um, reason why I went to HBCU. Um, Richard Roundtree, I always remember him as Shaft, you know, (laughs) um, the black sportation movies of the 70s. Um, You know, he was a great actor. Um, Seemed like a lot of our legends, of course, are. Yeah. It's part of life, but... uh, um, I hope may he rest in peace, but he was definitely a great actor. And he was, like you said, played the father for Kim Reese on Different World and on that show with uh, Gabrielle Union being Mary J. I didn't ever really, Mary yeah. Jane, I didn't ever really watch it per se, but I you know, heard a lot about it. Yeah. Um, second buzz topic, man, this is something. Uh, former NBA star Dwight Howard has been accused of sexually assaulting Another guy. Huh. Let me tell you what I feel about that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, um, first, you know, this is this is really interesting. You know, when you are in the spotlight, some of these things will come to light, especially when you are Delving into some things. They're going to find some things on you. You know, we always know that. Um, but with this sexual assault thing, now, from what I read, he was saying that he had been getting some bribes to try to keep, you know, like, the hush money. So that makes me wonder if that is actually true. I always wonder when they're getting bribes and stuff because you're not saying anything, so I'm going to come out with this. So you never really know if all of this is true, but it it can get pretty interesting. Well, my take on it, so we can move on from it, is this. I mean, I don't care either way, but his <laughs> lawyer confirmed it, that it was consensual. So, I mean, that he done something with another guy. Whenever you have whatever lifestyle you have or whatnot, uh, at some point was done in the dark comes to light. So, um in this case, you know, regardless if he want to deflect from does he go both ways, <laughs> it's been put out there by his lawyer that has been confirmed that he has, that that was consensual, yeah. but it wasn't assault. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, 
I don't have anything else to really comment on that uh, other than. Um, It'll be interesting you know, to see how it plays out. It's just what it is. You know, these are times. These are the times that we're living in. So whatever floats his boat is what he <laughs> needs to. You know, he has a son. That's that's the only thing is how you're going to talk to your son. But I mean, everyone does what they do. Uh, but on a lighter note, and this <laughs> list <laughs> has come about again uh, <laughs> that some ladies have put out on the internet uh, about where not to go on the first date. Uh, what do you think about that, Eric? Okay, so first, I know that all this stemmed from the young lady being in the car, not wanting to get out because her date was taking her to uh Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. Let me say, I like Cheesecake Factory personally, but she did not want to get it get out because it's Cheesecake Factory. Most of the things, places that are on this list, I have been been to. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, and this is just me. I know there are women who are different and don't want to be taken. They want to go to the high scale places. I feel like when you go on a first date, the Goal is to get to know each other, right? So it doesn't really matter if they're going to be spending all this money on you. I, let's go eat. Let's go have a good conversation. As long as the food is good and we can have a good conversation and get to know each other, I'm good. But, you know, I like to eat anyway. <laughs> okay. That's well, just me. Well, it, to me, it's, it doesn't matter if I – if we go to the Capitol Grill or if we go to Chili's or I take you to Leroy's Liver and Biscuits, uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. As long as, you, for one, you're, you're being grateful. Um, and we, like I said, it's a date. Um, right. you're, you're getting, you know, and I, and I get it. Some people have their certain preferences or whatnot. But uh, I think these lists be really going above and beyond and, and it's, it's some people who are who are bitter or have this unrealistic expectation because like if a guy take you to a five-star restaurant and then he turns around and, and expect some sex a woman to feel some kind of way so it's like you know but it's to each his own but it, once again like with relationships nothing is a one size fit all is and people true? try to make things be a one size fit all, but um, I mean, I I I've been to Capitol Grill and and Ruth Crisp and other spots, and then I, I go to Chili's and and Cheesecake Factory, which is cool with me. Yeah. Uh, and I've been to some you know some local moms and pops restaurants, uh, black owned restaurants. But if a person is on some stuff like that, then I'm gonna tell her she can keep stepping. Um, you know but I mean, like I said, it's your preference. Whoever you are, however you want to do it, but you got to understand that's no different than, like I said before, uh, it, you know, people just have these unrealistic expectations. It's okay to have a preference, but why make that a focal point? Just, just relax and, and and get to know someone. I mean, you know, it was once upon a time somebody you was cool with someone taking you to to KFC, <laughs> so. You know, it is what it is. It's so. interesting you should um, say that, too, because, you know, that they can keep keep stepping if that's what they're thinking anyway. But, you know, that first date is supposed to be about first impressions. So uh, just like 
they're feeling this way about going there, they're also showing you who they are too. So you can pretty much make your decision on whether you yeah. want to go out with them again. Well, like I said, the list is what it is. There is a a, a, a men's list that came out to counteract that. Uh, all of that stuff is crazy to me. Um, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I, I often tell people, do what makes you feel comfortable, right. um, whether you're going to whatever restaurant to eat or, or whatever the case may be. But, yeah. So let's get on with the show today, man. I am um, – this is episode 13. We're almost one episode away from finishing the season. Uh, very first season. Uh, I'm Sweet proud of what we've done and everything and, and, and the viewers and everything. But today, unlike our other guests, we have someone here that's in the business of making you laugh. I've seen this brother perform before. Um, he's from Clarksdale, Mississippi. Uh, he's been a semifinalist on the Funny Bones National Comedian Search, 2017 World Series of Comedy Top 100. His brother has performed all across the country at comedy clubs, Funny Bone, Chuckles here, Zanies in Nashville, Stardome. Um, and he is definitely someone that can make you laugh, and bring a different perspective, a real-life perspective in a comedic way. So introducing none other than our guest, Mr. Oscar P. What's yeah. good, man? What's up, good people? Hello, hello. Hey, hello. What's up? What's up? So I'm even though I here. gave you that little rundown, tell us, tell our viewers something that I didn't say about you, man. Uh, I'm Afro-American. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I hope you point that out. That I was, I was okay. one of y'all. <laughs> okay. Well, I obviously see that. Yeah, is yeah. it? I'm good. I like people know them that I'm that I'm from here. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Let me ask you this, Oscar. When did you first realize you wanted to be uh, becoming a comedian, man? Uh, man, that's kind of wild. I always thought I was uh, slick. My friend thought I was funny. I didn't think I was funny, and uh. It just, it just came together with uh, some friends that, and I was depressed. And I said, I might as well try something before I kill myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> so actually, my barber, uh, the great Quentin. Okay. We called him Q, old man face. Yeah, he the one that um, actually made me step out there. So, man, you need to get on stage, man. You're too funny because I be having them laugh when I used to cut my hair. So, yeah. I'm curious, were you like the class crown group? No, my best friend was. Ah. My best friend, I was behind him. I used to joke, like, in his ear, and he'll say it louder. (laughs) (laughs) So that's pretty much what it was. Yeah, my best friend, Niari and uh, Napoleon. Napoleon Pemberton, yeah, they was was the funny ones. I wasn't, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And since you came in here, you've been cracking me up already. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just. natural. I just talk all the time. I just. Yeah, I can't sit still. I just want to touch stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my first question starting out is, what has been some of the pros and cons of being a comedian? Uh, the pros is, if you're true to the craft, you get the enjoyment out of doing what you love and bringing uh, joy to other people. You know, those have been the pros. Uh, people calling, inboxing, texting me saying, hey, man, I was going through this, but I appreciate what you said. That was funny. I like how you uh, 
I took my mind away from what I was going through. You know, you deal with people and they just lost everything in the house fire and some relative come to a comedy show and you come to the comedy show and I'm on stage and and I'm talking about all the stuff I lost in my house fire that I didn't want anyway. So they laugh at stuff like that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Because you will lose some stuff in a house fire you don't want. Yeah. <laughs> this is the truth. Yeah. You never want it. Yeah. So things like that. And uh, some of the cons are uh, comedy is a very lonely road. You'll do a great show and you're in a quiet hotel room. You do a bad show, you're in a quiet hotel room. And you're away from your family a lot. That's it. Well, let me ask you this, man. Have you experienced any other comedians taking your material? You know, I hear a lot of times oh, all the time. comedians all the talk time. about that. So. All the, and then you can do about it. I mean, it's, yeah. it, you know, theft is flattery. I mean, you know, a lot of times comics steal jokes and don't even know it. I mean, yeah. uh, for instance, when I first started doing comedy, everyone knows in the comedy uh, industry, I idolized Rodney Perry. And when I first started doing comedy, I saw him so much that I didn't know I was doing this stuff. I mean, when somebody mm-hmm. checked me about it, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, and I had to apologize to him. But he knew I wasn't stealing. Like, yo, that's a good joke. It was like he was the <laughs> first guy that I really met famous that was so cool. And I love everything he did on stage. I like, yeah. I mimicked him for three years. But, I, but, you know, that's considered stealing. But I wasn't purposely trying to steal somebody's stuff. It was yeah. more like Kobe trying to be Michael Jordan, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You weren't expecting that type of honesty, was you? <laughs> no, I mean that's 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 real. I mean, yeah, you know, because I see different other podcast shows that I've listened to or whatnot. I've heard said uh, earthquake. Certain people mention about how you know that happens. That happens a lot, that, you know. Yeah, and I, I, yeah. I trust me, a lot of Netflix specials I've seen in the last five years are my jokes. And then I can do about it. Like I got a, I got jokes on a lot of Netflix specials. Like that's my joke. And I remember when yeah. you know that certain comedian I opened up for, or they saw me at Chuckles. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's my joke. I mean, then yeah. I can do about it. I mean, so, <laughs> so then you can do about it, man. Well, I mean, so hey, hey, it's, you know, I just right, keep writing. Part of the game. It's I part guess. of the game, man. Yeah. They gonna steal from the guy they never heard of. <laughs> 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 so, so, then you can do about it. Wow. <laughs> okay, so you have been a comedian for years. Mm-hmm. So I know there are a lot of uh, comedians who may branch out to into acting. Can you see this in your future? Yeah, I've been I've been acting. I've been acting okay. some. I mean, I do a lot of B acting. I ain't got to do my walking point smile. That's cool. Um, yeah, I've been acting. I've been in a couple plays, a couple movies that didn't make it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know how bad movie is when Tubi rejected. Tubi <laughs> said, "No, that's not ready." Uh, <laughs> nah, I mean, I like, I'm cool with acting though, but yeah, yeah. I think that. Means- but if I do act, I gotta say this: uh, I have a responsibility to my grandparents, to my uncles, my father, my brothers. I have to project black men in a certain light. You know, I'm not going to do something, yo, just for the check to get on. It's not how much I'm valued. Right. It's how, I'm, how am I valued. That's so up. I can't That's just do up. anything. You know what I'm saying? So people offer me roles. I'm like, nah, fam, they ain't for me. I just can't do it. I, mean, yeah. I actually write plays, and I have told many actors that I have come across um, 
just to give them some advice, even when it comes to doing these plays, you don't have to take every role, mm-hmm. every role that comes to you, because yeah. there are some that can mess up your uh, character, mm-hmm. how people see you. Um, and you can get a typecast. typecast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I might have to uh, have you in something one day. Mom for it. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. Cool. Mom for it. As long as I have to put on a wig, lip gloss, or a dress, we're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, like I said, you're on the show, CAP, the acronym Cultivate, Accumulate, Prosper. So, I love that. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to ask you, how did you cultivate your gift and life experiences into it, becoming the comedian you are now? Mm, it took it took a while, uh, mainly because I was a funny, I'm funny conversationally, but learning how to project your ideas in front of strangers is different. Yeah. That's why they call it material. I'm quick with it, too, but... At the same time, it took a while for my style of comedy because at the same time, I'm from Mississippi. I'm world traveled. I do read, but I also stutter. I never took my stuttering out of my act. I love to see people see that vulnerability in me and say, oh, I got that, that word wrong. And people actually pay you more attention. If you say situation, people know you're talking about situation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So people actually pay attention more when you're more genuine. You know what I'm saying? On stage. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it, it took a while. I say, yeah, I say about five years. Five years to get it right. Okay. Okay. So Boy, y'all energy, man. Y'all so cool, man. Like it's almost like y'all got uh scentless marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I think. You think? Yeah. I'm this is this is yeah. People don't like compliments. This like I said, like this is like a ESPN, like the beautiful woman too <laughs> out of shape F- Athletes, sit between. I mean, <laughs> Damn, I didn't realize I was out of shape, but okay. <laughs> so I was like, "Is is being set?" <laughs> Y'all out of shape, huh? Y'all out of shape. No, we in great shape over forty. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm in great shape over forty. Most I'm definitely, saying. I look good in my clothes. <laughs> I look good in my clothes over forty. Yeah. So for the accumulation question. What have you accumulated along this journey as a comedian? Great relationships. Oh, man, great relationship. I have had the privilege of meeting some amazing people. Talking to Dick Gregory, uh, Paul Mooney, uh, John Weatherspoon, the legends. I had the privilege of opening up some, so many legends. Wow. I made some great relationships, uh, experiences. You know, this is the most bragatory thing I say all the time. I represent 1% of the world. Only 1% of the world do what they love to do. Mm. People don't know that. A lot of folks go to school because this job pay a lot of money. Or they do something, pay a lot of money. And no matter what comedy pays me, I enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoy it. I enjoy every aspect of it. Yeah, It's a wonderful feeling when you get to do what you love. Yeah. I tell everybody, I don't care what you do for a living. Find your passion. Because you can be whatever age you are. You can be... 60 years old and say, well, are you too old to go back to school? Go back to school. You know, some people scared to open up business. Open up business. Whatever you do, just find your passion. If you you give somebody a job eight hours of your day, you can give what you love 30 minutes in the evening or hour. This is true. Because I tell people, find your passion. Don't worry about it. I mean, I started doing comedy. I was 37. And everybody said, no, you're not going to make it. I didn't care. I'm like, I love this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Find your passion. 
That, those are wise words, man, because, yeah, you, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to do in this life, you know, you get one life, you get 24 hours a day just like everybody else. Just just go for it. Man, I love the sound of your voice. You got a voice built to give people <laughs> bad news. <laughs> like, if I want to get fired, I want you to do it. You know, Oscar, sit down. This is not working. <laughs> it's not your fault. It's the environment. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, man, just, just, uh, he can't even get out. <laughs> but yeah, just find your passion and do what you got to do. This, what I want to ask you is how has the craft of comedy allowed you to prosper? Um, uh, like I said, great relationships. Uh, I got to give a shout out to one of my comedy mentors, funny man, Prescott. Yeah, Prescott. After yeah. shows, that's when the funny stuff happened. We'll sit around and we'll be talking, man. And Prescott uh, said, man, why you never talk about heat in the air? I said, don't I want to hear about that? He said, man, talk about your heat in air experiences. Because I own the heat in air business. I've been doing heat in air since I was like 19. And I know you got some experience. And, I, and, and when I started talking about my heat in air experience in Memphis, it helped me both sides. My my comedy following built in the city. Yeah. And people started wanting me to do more heat in air in the city. And the only thing about it is I'm, I flip so quick. I can be very serious and funny. But I walk in people's houses, they expect me to tell jokes. I'm like, ma'am, it's 110 degrees outside. I do not feel like joking with you. I just want to climb your attic, fix your air, and leave. <laughs> but they want to joke and ask them, do I want banana pudding and stuff like this? You know I'm saying? They be bringing up jokes I did on stage. Like, I don't remember that. You know what I'm saying? What I, you know, when I'm messing with the crowd. But I started, uh, it's, it helped my heat and air business. It also it helped my comedy following. Yeah. Oh, that's you got a two for one, then. That's yeah, what's, that's what's when I started telling people more about my experiences being a black owned business and I without any proper uh business training. I just learned it on the fly. You know. And I'm gonna tell y'all something a lot of people know everybody thinks it's a joke. I did not know how to run a business. I never knew how to manage people. I, I matter of fact, I suck at it now. Can I say suck on cap? Yeah, you're good, man. <laughs> Back in the day, cap was sucking. <laughs> 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 yeah, you go ahead. <laughs> so was he, by the way. But anyway, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, I did not know how to manage people. So what I did is, I was watching a movie with strong, dominant black men, and that's how I managed people. Everybody thought it was a joke. Like I, first time I hired a guy that had a drug problem, I, I talked to him like. You know, Mister Clark, you smoke crack, don't you, boy? You no know, crack, don't kill brass. Yeah, so that's it. I just whatever. That's why I thought. Okay, I'm gonna use this. Maybe this will work. So yeah, but it, but it worked though. It did work. Hey, it hey, did that's work. all that matters. It, it, it worked. Work. I, I, I know how to manage drug addicts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, improvisation is is, is key, man. No matter. Uh, you got to improvise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we're gonna come to the segment of our show where we have a little fun, even though we've been having fun already. It's called Pick One. Wow, and, and what it is is I'm gonna give um, I'm a, my pick one is dealing with with comedians, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna give my take, and I'm gonna allow you to give your take of which one you pick. So gotcha. I'm gonna start it off. Um, Bernie Mac or um, Robin Harris. I'm a I'm gonna go with Bernie Mac, and I, I know. I'm I wouldn't say biased, but I'm a Chicago baby, born in the shy, got family up there. But I've always and I like both of them, but I've always followed Bernie Mac from when he first stepped on that stage on Def Comedy Jam back in the day watching it. So but I do like the late great Robin has both of them rest in peace. But uh 
but I I'm gonna go with Bernie Mac. But who would you go with between those two? Which pick? Which one would you? Can pick? I say something that has everything to do with what you just said about what I was funny? Why when somebody black and famous died, they all call him late great? <laughs> you ever notice right. that? Elvis ain't late great. He just did. <laughs> but I'm saying, I just always know that just black people always late great. Uh, yeah, that's uh, true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I. I, I don't have no I, I didn't listen to Elvis so I mean I get you. if it's I somebody you, anybody you name that you like that's black and dead I bet you put late great in front of Johnny right. Taylor the late great Johnny Taylor you said it about Richard Roundtree yeah. the late great Richard Roundtree I, I guess if I was a fan of theirs I probably do yeah. oh, what? I, I had to mess with you about that fail it's all uh, good it's all good uh, I gotta pick one mm, I hate doing that uh I am a big Robin Harris uh, fan, and I I became a Bernie Mac fan after I got into comedy, which is weird. Oh, okay. After you know, but in no disrespect to to Bernie Mac or, but Bernie Mac said a lot of things that I used to hear my uncle say. No, growing up Mississippi, that's how my uncles talk. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm just used to. Seen him do it. Not saying he wasn't funny. He was hilarious. One of the, one of the greatest of all time. But I gotta go with uh, Robin Robin Harris, man. It's something about those eyes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> something about them eyes when he was on that stage, man. Yeah. And oh my God, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I have to, I have to go with him, man. So I man. think if he would have still been alive, he may have been on that Kings of Comedy tour. Robin Harris. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I could, I could see it. You know what I'm saying? But I don't. Yeah. You know, it, it depending on his relationships with both. Steve both of them, was, them, both of them was good comics. They weren't, they weren't comedians. A lot of people don't know the difference. Comedians mm. tell jokes. Comics change lives. Like you gonna remember mm. them forever. Okay. Richard Pryor, you remember him forever. You know what I'm saying? A, a good setup, build up, punchline that'll make you laugh. Yeah, because you don't been a chuckle. There's certain guys you'll never remember nothing they said. But you had a good time at the show. Yeah. But you've been certain, chuckles, yeah. and that guy was up there for five minutes. You remember that one joke he told <laughs> forever? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So both of them were great comics because they touched live. They just talked about things that, you know, was the pulse of, of black America. You know? yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah. But I would have to rock with Robin Harris because that was my – that was one of my guys right yeah, there. That, that's yeah, that's a good choice. He's in my he's in my top uh, comedians, comics. Yeah. But – uh. I just have to give the edge to, to Mac. I just, yeah. But I, I, I feel you on that. I, if you know, everything from his stand up to, he made that house party one. Yeah, he made it, man. <laughs> he made that movie, he man. He Made it, man. And people understand that was all improv. Oh yeah, when he, I read, to find he about walked later. up and, and roast everybody. Yeah. Wow, Special. roast everybody. <laughs> and then you got to look at how many people was under the Robin Harris uh, chain. All them Def Jam hosts. Yeah. Those Robin Harris uh, under Robin Harris tutelages. I'm saying Mar Lawrence under Robin Harris, Joe Torre under Robin Harris. You see that I didn't know. Yeah, I mean we in I'm in. Yeah, you. Yeah, so yeah, that's something that so many like. comics. You know, the hood came got him. I mean Hollywood came got him. They came to the hood and got him. They ain't never been done before. <laughs> saying <laughs> so he made history, brother. He was an amazing dude. Yeah. And Bernie Mac was the that guy. You know Chicago yeah. strong. You know what I'm saying yeah, but. Yeah, but yeah, Robin Harris, yeah, still to this day, he got stuff that, you know, that blows me away that no one even knows about. Check out some of his old albums. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now, see, it's interesting. I was, like, sitting here thinking, I think I would go with Bernie Mac. But just from what you were just saying, mm-hmm. 
That's like a trailblazer. Yeah, it was trailblazer. It was something different. I, yeah, if they, I go my head. yeah, a lot of people move out to L.A. to say, "I want to be discovered." No, they went and got to went to the hood and got him. <laughs> so we got to get him. Yeah, so he was amazing. Yeah. Okay, okay. Pick one movies. So I'm gonna go with Rush Hour movies or Beverly Hills Cop movies. What you got? You you go first. You want me to go first? Yeah. I want to hear you. Okay. Um, I'll go first. I would say, oh, my goodness. See, I love, love, love Chris Tucker. But I was also um, an extremely huge Eddie Murphy fan. Huge. So I think I'll go with uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Mm. Makes sense. I will go with Beverly Hills Cops too, Sam. Yeah. You want Beverly Hills Cop? Because I want with Beverly Hills no, Cop. No, it's just I, I, I like I like Eddie Murphy. I, I mean, I like the the big nose Eddie Murphy, not the the new nose Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I agree with you on that yeah. one. <laughs> no disrespect to Eddie Murphy, but he was you know we had you know him and Michael Jackson when they had our nose, everything made sense. <laughs> <laughs> now, don't get me wrong though, I really did like the Rush Hour movies, and Chris Tucker is. Hilarious. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't like black sidekicks in cop movies. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> I just don't. That's a good point. I just don't. I like. That's a good point. Yeah, I, yeah. That's why I love Training Day because uh, you know what I'm saying Denzel was lead and he was a beast. Yeah, <laughs> and it took Russia to take him out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh, I don't pull t- pick the same movie you like. Okay, because I okay. You absolutely can. <laughs> okay. I was yeah. just messing with you. Oh, I got in my feelings. I'm glad they get gone. You shouldn't. Huh? You shouldn't get in your feelings. They do it on the on the ESPN talk shows. Well, yeah. Huh? Yeah, that's, I'm that's Shanda true. Sharp today. <laughs> <laughs> silk, silk, silk. Come on, silk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to say, for me, I like both. Both of those movie franchises, but I I gotta go with the classic with uh, um, Beverly Hills Cop, especially mm-hmm. the earlier ones like yes, that. Sir. That last one he did was it was okay, but those first two, Axel Foley, yeah, yeah. But I, I like classic. the Rush Hours, but Axel Foley was yeah, yeah, that's, Foley that's classic. Was the guy. Yeah, that's classic. And everybody wanted to dress like Eddie Murphy anyway back then. Especially when he was on like Boomerang and Harlem Nights. Yeah, Those that's when he was movies. cold. Those. That's when he was. He was just like mm-hmm. he was cold with it. I went and got uh, my first Duke because of Harlem Nights. He only took <laughs> right here though. <laughs> took right here. I had a ramp. <laughs> <laughs> I had. Why, why cut my ramp? Cause yeah. my, my Duke only took right here. <laughs> yeah, man. I had. I had. I had the box first, and then and then later yeah. on, I had the ramp and had the little Duke kid up in there. I begged yeah. my mom to let me. Okay, now if it burn your head, that's on you. I'm like, oh, yeah, yep. The Duke kid, I remember that. Duke, Duke, Duke kid, Duke S. Curl. <laughs> what the other? What, what was the other one? Gentleman something. Was it, gentleman. G- it was some gentleman joint. Some, I'm trying to remember that. Because the dude on the box kind of like Keith Washington. Yeah, I remember that. I'm just, I'm uh, trying to think which one <laughs> I don't know which one that was, but I, I it stuck was, that with was Duke. Only, that was only in Family Dollar, so you wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. They had one in Family Dollar, the gentleman something. <laughs> Yeah. Then I guess I must have shopped the Family Dollar a lot because I remember it, but I'm trying to. Yeah. Yeah. You look like a perm box, by the way. All the way on. Yeah, for real. I look like what? A perm box. 
<laughs> perm box model, huh? Yeah, all the women on the perm box did look good. They, they all were looking down too, like this. <laughs> Some of the uh, ones were what gentle treatment, yeah. and that's one I remember because I remember Just some for cousins. Me. Just for me, yeah, dark and lovely, dark and lovely, yeah. Because I remember sad. those commercials just, just come sad. on after. Uh, Soul Train, uh-huh. you know, because I always watch Soul Train on Saturdays and those commercials like Clockwork. Yeah. You can bank on them, they're going to come on. And I'm like, man, that. Hey, so you a Blue Grease baby. <laughs> hey, late 70s baby. Man. <laughs> Blue <laughs> Grease baby. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to put Blue Grease on everything, boy. Yeah. yeah. Mama did too. Yeah, on your jaw and one of the times when they cut the wind. Then you get through with your <laughs> hair, your hair greasy right up here. Yeah. yeah. You got your burnt mark on your ear? Right here, and you get your hair flat in. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of black sisters traumatized from that. <laughs> I promise you. I promise. You. Be like, ow. <laughs> I did have it for quite some time. Yeah. Oh, this is. I ain't gonna lie. Well, we the next segment of the show that we're going into is the banana peel. Oh snap! So we're gonna give some advice uh, to one of our. Viewers, listeners who write in to us. So, without further ado, Erica. Okay, I can't wait to see what he says about this too, because I just have a strange feeling this is gonna be funny. Um, the banana peel. Um, first, send anyone who wants to. You can send your questions to the Cap Podcast Three at Gmail dot com. That's the Cap Podcast Three at gmail.com and as you're watching please make sure that you click that little box right down there that you see and subscribe go ahead right now are you looking before i go on you clicked it right all right make sure you like share and comment we want to hear from you and here is the banana peel for today A few weeks ago, my lady introduced me to her friend and sorority sister who came into town for a few days. She offered to let her stay at our home since we had a guest guest room instead of getting a hotel. I said, okay. While staying with us, this lady made flirtatious advances at me the whole time on the sly. One night, I got up to get some water from the fridge She came into the kitchen in her bra and panties, winked at me, and walked out. I haven't told my lady any of this. Should I or just let it ride? Troy from Tampa, Florida. Mm. Troy, 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 Troy. Mm. Listen, um, should you tell her? Now you know your lady. You know what you when you you know what you can tell her. I'm just looking at how you looking at me right about now. Why am I getting this look? I'm 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 I'm, I'm attentive. Okay, very attentive. I said okay. All right, I want to. So you know your lady. You know how she is. So if you think that she gonna trip, kind of break it to her on a sly. I would say. Uh, you know, you can say some things like, come in slowly with, um, I don't feel comfortable, (laughs) comfortable with, uh, this is a hard question for me to answer because you said come in slowly, (laughs) come in slowly. Like I don't feel comfortable. You know what I'm saying? You know, try to try to ease into it, ease into it. That's right. Ease into it, Troy. (laughs) 
just so you can uh, say something. But as I said, ease into it and just say, I just don't feel comfortable having her here or um, something along those lines. Because if you think that she's going to trip or not believe you, um, yeah, mm. ease into it. But I would really love to hear from the men because this is a hard one for me to answer. Okay. Um, let's try to peel back this banana. Peel it back. Peel uh, it back. Okay. I'm going to see if he laughs at you like he laughed at me. That's not a uh, banana. That's the plantain fam. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, you know, you've, you've, um, this happened when your, your lady's sorority sister friend came to visit. Um, it's really how it's based to contingent upon your lady, you knowing how she mm -hmm. may be. Um, yep. Um, you know, I, I would just say that uh, since nothing actually went on, um, probably just not say anything about it. But if you feel that she may, when next time she comes to town or whatnot, may be on some other stuff, you want to get ahead of her. Trying to make up that you was coming at it, then you know, say something. But uh, in reality, man, it's one of those things where <laughs> you just you just need to. Um, it, it's just a decision contingent upon your lady. Should you should you say something or not? If you think it's no big deal that nothing actually went on with you all, she was just doing the stuff. Then, but if her friend gets to talking to her and trying to twist some things, you know. So it's just one of those it's one of those situations where you need to you it's contingent upon your lady, should you say anything or not. If I were in that situation, I probably me knowing if I was whoever I'm with, I may would say something just depending on how how she did it. You know, if she was kept kept doing it just and I see that she may be somebody that fabricated a lie, I may say something. But if I see that it was what it was and it was nothing more to that, you know, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to, you know, cause any issues. But, um, but you know, just keep a watchful eye out the next time she come around because she obviously she owns some um, – that makes makes me think of that episode of Jefferson's with Lou Gossett Jr. trying to hit on uh, a Wheezy when <laughs> George wasn't around. Yeah. Yeah. But we want to get our guest take. What's your take on it, Oscar? I, I, uh, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. How does she look? <laughs> does she look good enough to risk it all? <laughs> Those are questions you got to ask. I mean, how long you been with your girl? There's a lot of factors, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, hey, or is my girl trying to reward me for being a good guy by bringing her fine friend over? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I think weird. So I'm just saying, you know, Troy, uh, you a way better man than I am, for real. That's why I stopped <laughs> drinking the smoke, because I probably would have smashed. I'm being on with you. <laughs> and like, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, you yeah. got to know your man. You know what I'm saying? This is true. Don't bring, this if you true. know your man like like ribeye steak, don't have a waggle ribeye steak in front of him. <laughs> this right? is true. Okay? And another thing is, you know, she got to be forgiven. It's not like he went out there to cheat on her. He just walked in and she was there. Now, if he thought about it, look at the time out. Shall I let this slide? He wanted, he wanted to slide already. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the bit, 
Men don't want to tell the truth. I'll be honest with you. Like, yo, we are very visual. You know what I'm saying? Women got to smell something and hear something. We just got to see it. So she walked around with her panties and bras on. That is an open invitation for me to say it wasn't my fault. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's an interesting way of looking at it. Can't say he ain't lying. I'm not saying I'm all right, but that was a great response you gave, man. That was the most Barack Obama's response I've heard in a while. <laughs> 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 right down the middle, so bipartisan. I'm just gonna tell you who I who, who I am, honestly. Yeah. No, I, my wife. No, don't bring nobody over my house that may look like uh, Angela Bassett. Them <laughs> good times. Them. Yeah, don't bring don't bring none of them women around me for real. Yeah, I'm just saying. You said them ain't good times. He. <laughs> I'm in love her. Oh yeah, Thelma was was gorgeous. Hey man. Yeah. I knew it first. <laughs> You're talking about my baby. Yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, Troy, man, you know, no harm, no foul. Uh, you, I would just say. Just, Be foul, you know, Troy. <laughs> Be foul. <laughs> it ain't your yeah, fault. You know, other than her flirting, nothing went on. Just You, you thought know, about it, it Troy. Yeah, yeah. Even if you thought about it, you know. The, God, the yeah, Lord yeah. gonna forgive you, Troy. <laughs> you, got the, you got the devil on one side and the uh, the Lord angel is gonna on the forgive other you. side, Troy. <laughs> Which one you gonna listen to? You are not a perfect man, Troy. <laughs> so this he he the opposite of Troy. Why did I get married? <laughs> he is. He is. Yeah. Troy was a good guy, and why? Yeah. 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 Troy, Troy on the fence because you know I mean this 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 banana peel. Let me know he's on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, and I feel it's my responsibility to get him over the fence. <laughs> Don't get Troy in trouble. No, this woman getting in trouble, man. That's entrapment right there. If this was cocaine, it's entrapment. <laughs> you got a point. That is entrapment. She know who her friend is. They sorority sisters. They used to share stuff anyway. <laughs> see now see he says some because you know sometimes there are women out there who's like let me see what he gonna do if it's like right here in front of him yeah those ladies are on some old some they, they, uh -huh. they on some old nonsense that do that but it's true some sometimes that happens that, that happens you know? I ain't got no problem having me probably <laughs> <laughs> so all right man we <laughs> We have discussed the banana peel. Now we're at this part of the show where we we allow our guests to tell our listeners and viewers how they can get in contact with you, how they can follow you, so you give your social media social media handles and any upcoming events that you have, man, have at it to the cap audience. If you look like Angela Bassett with them good time, you are allowed to stay at my house if my wife is cool with it. There's one way you can get in contact with me. I'm playing. It's a joke. Or is it? <laughs> <laughs> Angela Bassett. Okay. That's right. I love Angela Bassett. Not because you're good looking. It's because she does something in every movie. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> in every movie she do it. When she was getting choked by eight. This is true. Vampire in Brooklyn. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's classic. Oscar P. Funny on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um and also on YouTube. Check me out there, man. So, and yeah. And I will be at the Orpheum November the 19th. Okay. 
Congrats, uh, man. Memphis Finest, y'all pull up on us again. This is our second year doing it. Last year was great. This year we, we're doing it again. I will be the host this year. We got some great comedians. Uh, and we're going to give uh, 10 tickets away to whoever calls in to holler at uh, these good folks with a, a banana peel. <laughs> So send, send your send your questions to That's the right. Cap Podcast Three the f- at gmail.com. I, yeah. can, can I put some some doo doo in the game? What's that? The Go first ahead. ten dudes that grew with me about the banana peel. <laughs> <laughs> get free tickets. The first ten dudes that first grew t- with me. First ten dudes, man. not women, because I know y'all think I'm evil because I told the truth because I say what your man thinks. <laughs> I wasn't wow. Barack Obama. It. <laughs> he Barack Obama. It. <laughs> I didn't Barack Obama it. I told the truth how I really felt. There's ten tickets, y'all. Ten. 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 So not that, per not per total. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how you get in contact with, with Oscar. Um so you got his social media handles and the upcoming show on November the nineteenth. That's gonna be dope, man. I gotta come out there for that. Check it out. Check and it when out. you agree with him, make sure you subscribe too. Definitely subscribe. Yes, subscribe. I want to hear this. Hit that subscribe button. Is at the bottom of the screen. Um, Facts, facts, facts. Listen, I have really, really enjoyed you coming. You, I said I wanted at the beginning of the show. I said I wanted to laugh today, and you have definitely given me some things to laugh about. Appreciate it, y'all. Y'all got some great energy for real. Yeah, man. I promise. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I hope I I come back next year sometime. Whatever, and uh, I bring y'all a different shirt. Man, that'll okay. work, man. Okay. We, we, uh, you want to show my shirt? You want to show? You want? You want? It's PG thirteen. Oh, I left my shirt right over there. Oh, this is the shirt that we normally give folks shirts, but this is the shirt that Oscar gifted me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, your mama thinks I'm fine. <laughs> And she should. And this is the shirt I got. Your daddy. Hold up. Thinks I'm fine. Your daddy thinks I'm fine. Yeah. Yes. You didn't say that convincing enough. Put put some Memphis snap on. Your daddy think I'm fine. Your daddy. There you go. Think I'm fine. (laughs) How about that? All right. Thank you all for having me. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So now we're going to go in the segment as we're getting ready to end the show. Uh, it's the detour moment with Erica. Hello, hello. The detour moment. For those of you who it's your first time watching, I am the detour moment because of my stage plays, hit stage plays, detours one and detours two. And um, which detours one was nominated for um, inspirational play of the year. And also my book that will be coming out next year from Detours to Destiny. Um, I'm really big about detours. Today I want to talk about detours in relationships. Listen, detours in relationships. Sometimes we think that um, this relationship can't work out or, be, or because we, we hit a detour. We let our sorority sister come and... Uh, so yeah, they ease, she easing on into something with Troy. So you never know what kind of detour you may have in a relationship, but remember this, if it's someone that you have loved, talk it out, 
um, see what you can do to set to heal the relationship. And if not, move on. As with any detour, don't stay in the funk. Don't stay feeling um, unworthy. Keep moving on. Keep moving forward. And don't let any type of detour keep you from your destination. Those are wise words of uh, great wise words that you just said, Erica. So now it's time for the brain drop moment. And the brain drop for today is don't sugarcoat life because it comes in sweet, sour, and bitter. <clears throat> Once again, I'm going to say you don't sugarcoat life because it comes in sweet, sour, and bitter. Basically what I'm saying is that no matter what the situation in life is, things are going to go good, things are going to go bad. Uh, always be true to yourself and you're able to be true to others, but don't try to sugarcoat things, whether it's to your children, to your significant others, but most importantly to yourself. If a situation is what it is, deal with it. Handle it accordingly, trust God, and do your thing. So don't sugarcoat life because it comes in sweet, sour, and bitter. You have witnessed a great episode today with our guest, Oscar P., episode uh, 13 of the podcast. We have one more to go before this first season is a wrap. Continue to uh, tune in and subscribe. And like I always leave you with, if you're going to be anything in life, be for real. This is J.D. And this is Erica. Peace. Bye, y'all.